This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Um, so yeah, 1 Samuel chapter 1, I'll open this up in prayer. We're in a series, What's Next? Um, and so this, this month, the new year, what's next? And we're going to look at one story here this morning um, in the book of 1 Samuel about a, a woman by the name of Hannah. And we're just going to look at that and see how this woman navigated through a process to get to her next. Okay? And so let's just open up in prayer, and we'll jump right in here and, and be out of here so we can get some food. Um, somebody say amen. Uh, so, so, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. Uh, God, we pray that as a result of reading this, Holy Spirit, breathe on us. Breathe on the word, Father. And, Lord, uh, elevate us into your mind and pull us into your heart as a result of getting into this word and make us more like Jesus as a result. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, all right, here we go. First Samuel chapter one. We're going to like read through this story and just kind of share some things as we go through it. And um, I was um, I was at Connect Group in Downey with Gabby over there, the the, the Shorties fan. Yeah. So and so I, I went to that Connect Group in Downey and and we we're, we were going. It was a it's a sermon review group. Those are the best ones that review the sermon. But no, I'm just kidding. No, but I went there and um, she was talking about how I, I know we've been preaching a lot about um, like your next as a person, your purpose, your destiny and all that good stuff. But she was talking about how God was talking to her about we as a church need to be prepared for what's next and that we're ready for next. We're not trying to live in yesterday, trying to, you know what I'm saying? We're, try, we're, we're expecting a next for us as a church. We wanna be on the cusp of what God is doing in Los Angeles, and that, that, was, that was great. Um, and so that was, I was like, wow, that's awesome, you know, um, to, to receive that as far as us as a church. And I think we can look at this to some degree like that today, your personal life, but also us as a church. And you'll see what I mean by that as we head through this. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 1. If you're there, say, I got it. Okay, I'm going to read here. Now, there was a certain man of Ramathim uh, Zephim of the mountains of Ephraim, uh, and, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroho, Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zaph. What kind of names is that? And an Ephraimite. So he was of the tribe of Ephraim, which means fruitfulness, meaning he was graced in a tribe to bear fruit. Verse 2, and he had two wives. Um, whole other message there. The name of one was Hannah, two brides in one house. We'll preach that another day. And the name of the other, Penina. And Penina had children. She was fruitful. But Hannah had no children, married to a fruitful man, but she had no children. She was not living up to the tribe's expectations. Somebody say amen. Verse 3, this man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah, Hannah's husband, to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. Verse 5. But to Hannah, Hannah means favored one. Look at your neighbor and say, hello, Hannah. All right. Uh, favored one. Uh, dudes, don't feel uncomfortable. It means favored one. All right. It means favored one. Look at your neighbor and say, hello, favored one. But to Hannah, the favored one, he gave a double portion. But he loved, for he loved Hannah, the favored one, 
although the Lord had closed her womb. And I'm going to jump right into this. This is my first point, is, is, is that there is more to God's plan than our needs being met. Because this woman's needs were met. She had herself a husband, and she was hit her Boaz, and she provided for her, gave her sustenance to serve the Lord. She was able to serve God. She was given um, double portion. Her name was favor. And I'm here to tell you, with respect to our needs being met, favor will not satisfy you. That favor's good. Needs being met is part of God's plan. But at the end of the day, God wants to do a lot more than provide for you. Come on, somebody say amen. He wants to do a lot more than get you a husband or a wife, however you want to say it. Right, right, and that's all good. That's a beautiful thing, but there's something in your heart that that husband cannot do for you, woman of God. That there is something in you that you long for more than making sure you can serve the Lord and, and, and go after church and get some food. Somebody say amen. That's a beautiful thing. Now, I'm so thankful. I got a roof over my head. There's food in the fridge. There's some chicken marinating in the fridge right now. I am thankful that I have chicken in the fridge. Anybody got any food marinating right now? No? That's when you marinate. You marinate on Saturday night. Let it soak. Oh, and then you cook it on Sunday. Come on, somebody. That's how you do it. So I got some chicken in there, and, and I got some spaghetti I made the other day, and I put it in you know, the little receptacles, and they're inside the fridge. So I got a choice tonight. I could eat some, some chicken, or I can eat some spaghetti. And I'll be honest with you. I make some good spaghetti. I do. Okay, so some of you, some, I just saw somebody like, oh, we'll see about that. I'm not going to say where they were. They were kind of over here in this area, but I saw a look like, okay, those things. <laughs> I guess somebody can make some good spaghetti over here. But, but this is the thing is that there is more to God's plan than our needs being met. There's more to God's plan than our needs being met. Our needs being met will never satisfy us entirely, but manifesting what God put in you will. Because God had a Samuel inside this woman. What's up, Sammy? God had a Samuel inside of her. She was provided for. She got more than other people, but she still was not happy. She needed something more. We're talking about what's next. This woman was provided for. She had favor. She was, she was moving and going and doing her thing in God, and she still was wanting a next something more. She wanted to produce something. We as a church, God providing this beautiful carpet. Oh, my goodness. It's a beautiful thing, but there's more to church than us being provided for. This is awesome. I'm thankful. But it's about people. It's about producing something, Hannah. Hello, Sanctuary LA. Hannah, to produce something, not just thank you, Pastor Jay, for hooking up the carpet. And that's awesome. Thank you. You know, next time you see Pastor Jay, you can call him Elkanah, okay? We're Hannah. He's Elkanah, right? He provided double portion for Sanctuary LA. About to get some padded chairs in here. That's awesome. It's a beautiful thing. But next, there's more to God's plan for Sanctuary LA than our needs being met. Come on, somebody. You guys with me on this? God wants to do more than provide our needs. God's plan is that Hannah, Sanctuary LA, you personally would bring forth a move of God. That we will produce. Something will come through us. We would, 
we would go to full term and produce something in Boyle Heights that has never been here before. And it would live beyond us. Samuel lived beyond this woman. That she produced something that was bigger than her. She paid the price to, to birth that young boy. She paid a price. She had to go through a process. But her next was bigger than provision for her. Mm, it's quiet. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Mm, hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, hello, Hannah. Favored one. Favored one. All right, here, here it is, verse 6, verse 6. We're just going to kind of go through this story here. We're, gonna, kinda, we're just going to go through this story. And her rival, her adversary, you realize that there, I'm not here to scare you, but the devil's got your number. He, this was her rival. This, uh, her speaks of ownership. It was an assignment that this assignment was against her. And I'm okay with the devil being assigned to me. That means I'm going somewhere. I'm okay, I'm okay if I'm his target. Praise the Lord. I'm finally doing something right if he's after me. I, I, some people started their connect groups, and the devil started. Man, ever since the connect group started, man, things going crazy. Well, praise the Lord. God is moving. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Her rival. She had, her process was part of navigating through the attacks of this woman. The, the words of this woman in her house, this attack. And sometimes, look, if you want to talk about two brides in one house, how about our nature sometimes is, wow, sometimes I'm Hannah, sometimes I act like Penina. Sometimes it just depends on the time of day. You might get Hannah or you might get Penina. You know what I'm saying? Just be nice to me, okay? Right? Like, so, so there was this attack. There was, the Bible says there's this war in our members. Penina and Hannah, Hannah the favored one, Penina the persecutor, the one pushing against your forward progress in the kingdom of God. And her rival also provoked her severely. Anybody ever have to go through, anybody had any coworkers? Anybody know any Penina? Don't look around the room, but you, anybody ever had a Penina? You're like, what? I'm just trying to serve the Lord and pay my tithes and I got people what are you hating on me for what did I do to you yeah anybody know what I'm talking about her rival look at also provoked her severely to make to purpose motive to make her miserable man you ever just like what did I do and then you think about it, you're like oh yeah that's right I might have done a little something to get, right? uh, none of you none of you <laughs> None of you were reaping any, you know, it was, all, it was all them. No, but, but to make her miserable. Why? Because the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord, not the devil, the Lord. Hear me out. The Lord closed that woman's womb. Married to the son of fruitfulness, closed her womb. God did it. Sometimes you're like, the devil is resisting. The devil's, no, God's holding that thing back. Here's my second point. I'm going to encourage you when you're next, is that God's timing is always perfect timing. That God's timing is always perfect timing. Not everybody's going to understand God's timing for your life. God's timing, and so you won't even understand God's timing. Nobody understands God's timing sometimes. Sometimes he's just calling us to move forward. But this woman was persecuted because of what God did. She didn't do anything wrong. Her motives weren't wrong. Hannah's serving the Lord. Hannah's praying. Hannah's sacrificing. Hannah's doing what she's called to do. Hannah got favor on her life. She knows all the gospel songs on favor. She's a woman of favor. 
and, and, and she's walking with the Lord and all this good stuff, but God said, not yet. I want you to go through something. I want you to walk through something. That, that dream in you, not yet. I know you got a Samuel in you. I know you got a promise that's going to change a generation, but you got to wait, girl. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you better wait, Hannah. <laughs> And sometimes those promises, church, those promises inside of us, those things God has promised us is God shut that thing up for a minute. He didn't kill it. He didn't abort it. But it is his timing. The Lord has closed her womb. She had favor, but, a, but no fruit. God was providing for her. But she's like, what about this, Lord? What about producing something, God? What about birthing something Lord I, I don't want to just I don't want just to hand out God I want to produce something I don't want to just be blessed I want to be a blessing I want to I want to go through a process so something in me can change my city change my nation change my family change my marriage I want to produce something God this woman was crying out to God. So it was year after year when she went up to the house of the Lord. She went up to the house of the Lord. She went up to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. She went up. It was up. God always takes you up. He always calls you higher. He's like, come up. Come on now. You can listen to a little Mahalia Jackson. Come on up a little higher. Come on up. God's always calling us higher, calling us up. People complain because they got to walk a block to get here from the parking lot or wherever. But, but we're going to go up to the house of the Lord. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and so, was, so she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her year after year. This is the thing. is she God's timing requires three things. If you're taking notes, it requires patience, persistence, and passion. Year after year, I'm still going to go serve the Lord. Penina hating on me persistence patience passion penina talking mess talking mess i'm still going to get to the house neighbors talking mess your mom your dad your kids going crazy i'm still going to go to the house of the lord my own mind my own soul telling me this is crazy it's not going to work out i'm still going to go to the house of the lord my next it's going to be by way of commitment to his house. I'm going to get to the house. I'm going to get to the house. Hannah, favored one, was not producing fruit, being hated on for where she was in God, and she still got to the house. Year after year, provoked. Some people are like, man, it should be a lot easier to go to church. It should be, it should be like, you know, how. I don't know if that's how you would do it, but, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it should, it should be, you know, I should be able to, hey, everybody, how's it going? Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Oh, just everything's wonderful all the time. Everybody loves me all the time. I just serve the Lord. I love the Lord, so everybody's going to be nice to me. No, sometimes, I mean, Sunday morning sometimes the hardest, and, you know, not for me, uh, but um, I... I actually make it hard on them, okay? I, you know, um, I'm, sometimes on Sunday mornings, I'm a little bit more on edge. That's why we pray at 7 a.m., because it's really for me. I know I'm like, I'm here to pray for you. I'm just, it's for me. So thank you guys for joining in on Facebook Live this morning at 7 to help your brother out. But, but there's something in this woman, this Hannah, the, the favored one, her next was not there, wasn't even to be seen. It had to be a miracle. God had to do something. God did it, positioned her, and God, I believe, will we'll hold certain things for a season to see how we're going to walk it out. 
I mean, God was up there just looking at Hannah like, oh, that's my girl. Look at her. You know, that's demonic assignment trying to, you know, discourage her. Look at her still in the house. You got to be crazy to stay committed. There, there's this fine line between committed and crazy. There, there, there's, a, there's a fine line between, uh, you know, um, favor and, 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 and insanity. Like, this one, like you got to be a, or, or sorry, there, there's a fine line between favor and foolish. You got to be a fool sometimes because it doesn't make sense, but I am going to get into the house. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why, uh, this is verse 8, why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Uh, Yes, you are, but I need a little more than you, man of God. And all you, you single ladies out there, it's awesome. You know, God's going to provide, get you your Boaz, your, you know, it's going to be awesome. I mean, I would love to do the wedding. Just let me know. But at the end of the day, there's going to be something about that man that you like, I, I need Jesus more now. I think I just, Jesus, because there is something about that relationship that does bring something. I understand I'm married. But at the end of the day, this man was like, I think all men are kind of aloof to think that they can do all that for your wife or her. Like even Alcana's like, look, I'm good to you, girl. She's like, it's not enough. I mean, you are Elkanah, good man. Appreciate you. Let me serve the Lord like that. Thank you. But you are not enough. Come on, somebody. And, and all you young men, I know, I know you got your little girlfriend or whatever. And, and, that's, you know, and that's all good. But at the end of the day, you're going to need Jesus when you get married. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Now, Connor said to Hannah, why do you weep? Why don't you eat? Because there was something she needed that wasn't going to come from him. There is something that you need that can't come from nobody but Jesus. I tell my wife all the time, who's the man, babe? Jesus. Let's try that again, honey. Come on, babe. Let me just walk in the door and be like, Daddy's home. She's like, don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, I, and I tell her, let's just role play. This is just fun. This is like, we're on stage. We're just acting. She's like, nope. She won't even play the game. Not even for fun. Who's your daddy, baby? Who's your daddy? Jesus. Okay. So good. She has never called me daddy yet. I'm believing one day, that's my next this year, that daddy would come out of my wife's mouth. Big daddy. (laughs) And I loose her tongue to speak the very oracles of God. Come on, man of God, you with me? That was weak. That was weak. You ain't brave because you're sitting next to your wife. Come on, man of God. Where are the men of God at? All right. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you. All the new people showing me some love. 
Am I not better to you than 10,000? Here we go. So this is funny. Her response to her husband trying to be like, hey, girl, I'm the best you could ever have. Verse 9, so Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. She arose. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Anguish. When you have a next something in you, your, our response, I know this is simple, is to pray. That, that prayer, she prayed. Her husband, she walked away from that conversation with her husband and said, okay, I'm going to go pray because this brother can't do it for me. <laughs> she went and she was in anguish. She was hurt, but she prayed. She was in pain, but she prayed. Somebody say, pray first. Pray say, hashtag pray first. hashtag pray first. She prayed. She prayed. She, this wasn't happy time. She wasn't feeling good. Emotions running wild. She prayed. She went into the house of the Lord and prayed. Verse 11, here's her prayer. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord. Here's my third point. Whatever God gives, we give back to him. God has given us this building. We're going to give it back to him. God, in the sense, it's, a, it's, a, it's for him. God gives you a job. Give praise. God blesses you with an awesome friendship. Give, God, I give you this friendship. God blesses you with a spouse. Lord, I give you this spouse. God blesses you with children. Lord, take them right now. Just, I give them back. <laughs> To you, I, Lord, they're yours. <laughs> Lord, you know, that, that, there's just something this in the kingdom of God. Here we go. This is simple here. Anything God gives, we give back. Anything that God comes from God, praise goes up. Anything God blesses, we meet with. Thank you, Jesus. I know it's uncommon. It's not in, in, the, in the natural world and people that aren't walking with God don't know Jesus. They don't understand. Somebody says, man, that's awesome. You say, what do you say? Praise the Lord. What? I'm going to give back what God gives to me. I'm going to give it back to him. She's like, look, God, if you give me this, if you allow me to be a blessing I will give this boy to you I will give him to the work of God and not forget your maidservant but will give your maidservant give your maidservant a male child then I will give him to the Lord give your maidservant a man child I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head and I don't have too much time to break that down but that was an act of like you know uh, sanctifying setting apart this is going to be different God I will honor you this is a treat the thing that God uses you to produce for what it is it is a holy thing she's like a razor will not touch this boy's head it is different it is separate it is the word holy in scripture really means uncommon this is a different place. Yes, this is an old warehouse building, but now it is sacred ground per se. It is devoted to worship and the word of God and Christian community. We have said, Lord, thank you for this. We give it back to you. But Lord, we set this thing. It is holy. Married folks in there, God has blessed you with a spouse. You, that thing is holy. 
You don't touch that. You don't bring something into that relationship that doesn't belong there. You don't mix that relationship with all kind of other weird stuff. It is holy. It is, it is uh, a man shall leave, shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife. It is a holy covenant. Just like when he when, when Hannah uh, prayed, Lord, Lord, I will birth this thing, and I will give him to you, and I will be careful with it. I will not put a razor on his head. It's an act of sanctification, separation, uncommon thing. Look at your neighbor and say, there's an uncommon thing inside of you. There's a holy thing inside of you. You know, when Mary birthed the Savior, it said a holy thing is on you, girl. Holy thing. Nothing, no funny business going on. This is a holy thing. It is separate. Verse 12. We're almost done here. You guys all right? Verse 12. And it happened as she continued praying. Everybody say prayer. She continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved and her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. So many times, three times in scripture I'm aware of that people expressing passion to God, we said this in the leadership meeting this morning, or prayer, that somebody that didn't understand what's going on confused it with drunkenness uh, or, or something that was a little extreme. And on the day of Pentecost, they had to say, look, we're not drunk as you suppose. We're just filled with the Holy Ghost. That's how, that's how they said it too. They were like, we just... And then this time here, she's just praying in the house. She's in anguish. He's like, girl, you need to push that, push that wine away. And she's like, I'm not even drinking. I'm just expressing my passion. Another time when David, King David, was rejoicing before the ark of God, his wife was like, that's a little funny. And he's like, I'm going to get more undignified than this. So our passion for God does not always equate to a natural intellectual understanding that might be, you don't understand what I've been through. Excuse me. I'm going to give God some praise. You don't understand my pain, what I'm fighting through right now, so I'm going to show my passion. Like the worship team up here, these girls were going ballistic. I'm like, awesome. Go ahead, get your praise on. The whole band, they was like, you know, I was like, man, you come up in here, you're going to be like, you're going to get free. And there, there is this radical thing inside the bride of Christ, I believe, this this demonstrative thing, this, this, this passion, this zeal in Scripture, the zeal for the Lord of hosts has consumed me. I am consumed by a passion for God. I've been forgiven. I've been delivered. I've been saved. I've been brought out of some things. God has been with me. Even when I messed up, I, I, I give them praise, and it's going to show passionately. Somebody say amen. amen. So he thought she was drunk. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli, who was the priest at the time, thought she was drunk. Verse 14, so Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you, girl. <laughs> Eli's, you know, look. You know, he, he looked at her like she had one of them little red plastic cups. <laughs> and she's like, I'm just praying. This is, this is like holy turn up. This is set apart. Come on, somebody. When it, it's time to praise the Lord, I want to get to the place where we have to like tell people to calm down. Just, Pastor Nick, could you have the, the reception on the right? They're getting a little too excited during worship. Make visitors nervous. Come on, somebody. 
There's no coming down with that band and, and the people that were up here today. They're, they're, you know, and, and it's not about looking at us and what we're doing. It is about him. Amen. Amen. Here we go. Verse 15. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Once again, not everybody's going to understand your passion and pursuit of God. Even religious people, even church people, they're not going to, Eli did not understand this situation here. But this is the, this is the thing here. I got two more points. Verse 17. This is so powerful here. I hope you just, this just gets right into your heart and your spirit here before we close. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. See, her pursuit of God positioned to receive a blessing from spiritual authority. And so I love this because your pursuit of God is number one, but your pursuit of God will always connect you to Christian community. That, that there is no, pers- God, we are a body and we are connected. And it's so fascinating how she was so passionate, so persistent, so patient. And, and, and she got to a place where, where her pursuit of God began to line up with the spiritual leadership she was under at the time. And the, her pursuit of God and the blessing began to be pronounced from some type of spiritual leadership and authority. And when you have your next coming, pursue God in the process and you will find a blessing coming from and through people you're connected to. And at times it's spiritual leadership or somebody within the community that those two, when they line up, miracles start to happen. When our pursuit of Jesus begins to line up when the timing of God with the affirmation of spiritual leadership, miracles begin to happen. God had something for that woman, but the word came through an authority in her life to release the thing that God promised her. That it is never always in and of yourself, you and God. You know what I'm saying? God wants to connect you to community. Here's my fourth point, spiritual leadership is intended really to propel us forward. That spiritual authority propels you forward. I myself, I'm a pastor of this church. I am under authority, spiritual leadership. Pastor Jay and Christy, we, I am, uh, for lack of a better term, you know, I have, I have a calling, a personal calling, my wife and I, to, to pastor and to do what we're called to do, but there's an element of what I do that, that is underneath authority, that I'm operating in a grace because of the authority I'm under, not necessarily because of the grace on me as an individual. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so you could even look at this carpet right now. This is the result of being under authority. And you know what I'm saying? And and him, and so uh, my pursuit of God is number one, but I tell you what, any genuine pursuit and passion for God, God will always line you up with people, a person, community. That's what connect groups are all about, that your pursuit of God, there's something about staying connected with the right people, as we shared last week, that keep you in line with your individual purpose. Amen. Spiritual leadership propels us forward. Here we go. Verse 18. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. 
So the woman went her way and ate. Everybody say she ate. ate. Say it again. Say she ate. ate. So she she did three things. She ate and her face was no longer sad. Everybody say she smiled. smiled. Somebody say she ate. ate. She smiled. smiled. Okay, verse 19. Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped. Everybody say she ate. ate. She smiled. smiled. And she worshiped. worshiped. Okay, everybody practice smiling. That when, when that word came, okay, let, let, I'll just continue to read here. Uh, then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife. And the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, which means God hears saying, because I've asked for him from the Lord. And so she birthed something. And here's, here's my last bit of points here, is there's three things the word does in our now. Because here's the thing, and I'll share them, hold on. Three things the word does in our now is she was going through a process, a tough time. Her pursuit and passion for God lined her up with spiritual authority. Spiritual authority released something that God had for her, but it came through spiritual authority. It came through spiritual leadership. Her priest, if you will. And she, that, that priest spoke that thing in, into existence. And when she received that word, everything changed. She did not get pregnant yet. She didn't know her husband yet in that respect, but she had the thing in the now even though it did not manifest yet it's amazing what a word will do coming from christian community that will stabilize you and set you on your course even though the thing hasn't happened yet so three things the word does in our now is number one and this is she ate she smiled and she worshiped but here we go it sustains us and keeps us healthy that that she was It was awesome how she was going through that process initially, and it was hard, and she was faithful and persistent, but I'm just here to tell you that God's going to give you a word before the thing happens, and that word was enough. That word was enough. That word changed her face. The word fixed her face. (laughs) Yeah, anybody ever say that? Fix your face, right? The word fixed this, right? Anybody ever get a word and you're just like, hey, it hasn't happened yet, but I got a word. Fix, you know, look at your neighbor and say, let the word fix your face, right? So it sustains and keeps us healthy. Number two, here it is, number two, it brings joy. Somebody say, fix your face. Countenance. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I got 10, 15 prophetic words. I wrote them all down. I'm going to go to the nations, preach the gospel. Look at your neighbor and say, fix your face. (laughs) So it brings joy, and you can see it on my face. (laughs) No, I've, I've got joy. I've got the joy of the Lord. That the light of his countenance, may the Lord bless you and keep you and shine his face upon yours. Come on, somebody. Uh, when, when our cousins came from Toronto, they passed for an amazing church in Toronto. They came. I said, hey, what did you guys think of the service? I was like, I'm taking notes. And they said, your team was so welcoming. 
And I was like, I saw it because I walked them. Yeah, first impressions. So I walked, I walked our, I walked with them because we let them park in the back. We got like secret, secret, secret parking back there. But just kidding. Uh, you guys are like, really? No, I walked them down this hallway. I brought them to the front here. And they're the first person they, they came in contact with. That person was I. And it was genuine. I was like, dang, I'm glad to be here. Somebody say, fix your face. So that word, she didn't birth Samuel yet, but that word. She started to eat. She could eat. That word keeps you healthy. You can eat even spiritually. You ever been so frustrated, so upset you can't eat? That's what she was going. She could, she literally couldn't. Appetite gone. It's a sad state of affairs when people can't eat. Come on, somebody. It brings joy, and you can see it on her face. Last one. It brings us into worship. They worshiped. She didn't wait. She wasn't like, well, we'll see about that. Pastor Eli, that, that she ate. She, she got a rhythm back. She was persistent. I'm just here to encourage you. Some of you are fought through things, fighting through stuff, and you got to just stay in the game, stay persistent, stay in the house. You Dream team, keep serving, keep loving, keep leaders, keep leading, keep owning it. Uh, fathers, keep, keep doing what you're doing, Father. Wives, husbands, family members, uh, whatever, is, whatever it is you're called to, that thing is going to come to pass, and you're going to, and, and this is the thing, is you're going to birth something. We, as a church, as Gabby was saying at our connect group in Downey, the church, we want to birth something. We just don't want a handout. Uh, we receive it, but that we want more than that. We want lives transformed. We, we, want, we want Boyle Heights to be on a spiritual map. There's a lot of history in this neighborhood. And I, I think, I believe we're going to start, we are part of starting something new on a spiritual level, multi-generational, multi-ethnic church right here. All kind of black people and Mexicans and Asians. All kind of people. Look at your neighbor and say, all kind of people. One of our team... <laughs> Somebody walked into church today. They're like, man, I'm feeling real Puerto Rican today. I was like, you go ahead, because you are Puerto Rican. Do it. Go. You can be Puerto Rican here. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but hey, it's okay. Anybody, anybody feeling uh, Hispanic? Anybody feeling Mexicano today? All right. Any, any Indians up in here? <laughs> we, got, we got a baritone Indian up in here. Come on. All kind of people. All kind of people. I know I see some Asians in here. Come on. Yeah. Where's all the black folks at? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's all one person. <laughs> all right. All right. Anglo-Saxons, where are you at? <laughs> They're like, oh, uh, yeah, 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 we're here. Yeah, yeah, we're here. Oh, yeah, we're here. 
Everybody, come on, we're gonna, we wanna birth something. We're gonna birth something. Come on, somebody, you just gotta take care of that baby. Let's take care of this baby. Let's take care of this, let's go full term. Let's be persistent, passionate, patient. Let's receive the word that would sustain us, make us healthy, change our face, and bring us into worship. Come on, let's stand to our feet. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.